The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. That's right, friends. We're talking the very current, very damp, hoped for billion dollar Marvel juggernaut, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm Riggs. And I'm Blood Axe. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's Blood Axe. And we are this podcast. <laughs> I'll just start the thing. Hey friends and welcome back to Blood Axe, the podcast, apparently it's <laughs> a good time was had by all. Now welcome back to the Film Addicts podcast, thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with Addy, how are you doing mate? How are you doing Blood Axe? I'm doing good, I can't do that voice every time, but every time I can do it, I will. You do a whole show like that at one point, it's like doing, yeah nerd news! <laughs> no, everyone stop listening. So we'll have to get yeah. into nerd news at some point, but before we do that... You're well, you're well, you're well. Uh, I'm well, how are you? Yeah, good, good. It's been a, a, an interesting interesting week. I I turned the corner out of my 30s into my 40s. Uh, I turned 40 on Saturday. Um, we'll talk about that in what were we watching because I did watch some good stuff on my birthday. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of the next decade doing some cool, cool shit. So um Including lots and lots of podcasts with you, my friend. We've got 10 years to go. That's going to be like 750,228 episodes or whatever the hell it is. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to talk about what are we watching? Uh, let's talk about that. But before, happy mm. belated birthday to you, my love. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I did get your message on the day. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, lots of lots of Instagram love, actually. Lots of people, fans of the podcast and fans of the Stitch Up, got in touch with me and said happy birthday. And yeah, it was really lovely. Sometimes you find nice little pockets of the internet, rarely. Um, and then just behind those pockets, racism. Cool. Well, fuck it. We're just going to get into what were we watching? Watching. <laughs> oh no, you're going to do it. Okay, wait. Let's do it again. Ready? <laughs> Take a moment. Lion face, raw lemon face, mmm. Lion face, raw lemon face, mmm. Right? I can't do Acting it now. Acting technique: Black Rock Yacht Club, Black Rock Yacht Club, unique New York, unique New York. Everybody ready? Okay. What are we watching? Timing's good. Timing's good. All right. So, what are we watching, Addy? What are we watching in your in your business? Oh, uh, I'm just gonna rave about this one movie that I watched. It's called The Menu. It's out in theaters. Please sure, go watch it. Yes, he's John Leguizamo. He's fine as fuck in that movie. It's fucking delicious, gentleman. Absolutely, yeah. It's a good, good, good flick though. Oh, amazing flick! It's it's something that every person can sit down and enjoy. Okay, why do you say that? Well, you know, like a lot of movies are not meant to watch with a big group of family or. Some people, like, some movies like fucking train spotting, you can't watch when you're in a mood of happiness. Despite what happened last week to you. But yeah, sure, yeah. okay, I understand what you're saying. So it's good It's good for all times, for all people. Yeah. It's, That's it's, awesome. It's kind of a comedy film, and me saying that just shows how 
fucking idiotic I am because it's very specific type of comedy. It's very satire. It looks looks really dark, um, but you know, it also looks like a bunch of rich motherfuckers getting their comeuppance, which is which is super fun. Um, what's the dude? The Beast, Beast Boy. Yes. His name? Um, it's not Beast Boy. It's the Beast. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. He's not Beast Boy, no. Um, and is it Anna Taylor Joy in that? Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya, right? And uh, yeah, John Leguizamo's in it as well. And yeah, the the Ray Fines or Ralph Finnis, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Sure, he wouldn't appreciate that, but um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna put it on the list. I'm gonna put it on the list. What? What else? Anything else? Uh, watch Black Panther: Wakanda Forever last night. You do, give me a, just a brief one word. It's it's uh, it's emotional. Panthery. It's emotional. Okay. Well, that's there. You go, folks. If you if you're ready for that, hold on. To, hold on to your butts because that's the rest of the episode. <laughs> Didn't you see a third thing? Oh no! Yeah, shit happens. I had to bid. <laughs> Oh, damn. What was the other one you were going to see? Uh, I was going to see um, The Triangle of Sadness, but it's on uh, like it's on demand right now, so you can just watch it. Yeah, that looked really fucking good. I, I saw the trailer for it months ago and was like, all right, that's, that's that looks like right up my alley. Um, sort of about some people who get stuck on a yacht as, you know, models and players and poets and writers and it's kind of they're stuck on this sinking boat together and they kind of <clears throat> you know it's like lord of the flies they kind of all eat each other not literally but yeah all right cool well then you didn't say that so fuck it um what was i watching i was watching um some stuff for my birthday uh so on friday night i watched uh, as, as is always a birthday special the big lebowski uh but in 4k which is fucking awesome that movie rocks like it just it rocks so hard it's just it's perfect every time it's my favorite comedy i still laugh hysterically at parts of it some of it's really smart like some of the jokes are really really clever um and some of the jokes are just ridiculously silly um you know so really really clever jokes where uh you know steve buscemi keeps interrupting the dude while he's trying to tell the story and he's like, you know, it's like Lennon says, man, you know, you look for the person uh, who benefits and I'm the walrus. And, you know, and, you know, and I'm the walrus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> Lennon. And he's, he's like, what's his problem, dude? And that kind of stuff. Making a Lennon joke out of a Beatles joke. Right. And then there's a r- ridiculous part where, you know, the dude's house has been broken into twice at this point. He's he's fed up with it. So what does a stoner do? He he nails a piece of wood like a certain distance away from his front door so that he can chop chock a chair up under the handle so that people can't open the door and he's he's busted all of these nails in there and he's talking to walter on the phone and he hangs up and then someone comes in through the front door but it opens out and the chair just falls and he just looks at it like (laughs) how did i fuck that up and then later on he trips over that thing like just oh it is special to me um, and then for my birthday, uh, I rented a screen at the Cameo Theatre in Belgrave, which is my local theatre. I talk about it all the time. And, and I invited me and, and my family and a bunch of my friends. And we all went there and watched Ghostbusters, uh, the 1984, Absolutely Rules, top five favourite films. And another top five favourite film of mine is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And we watched that too. And fuck if it wasn't a really good time. And then the following day... Me and my fiance went to see Jaws, which is my number one favorite film of all time. People who know me know this. And uh, we watched it IMAX and it was like seeing it for the first time. It was it was incredible. 
Um, just the IMAX format uh, works so beautifully for, for, you know, that kind of, especially the stuff on the ocean, the third act of that film when they're on the Orca. Um, I was seeing things I'd never seen. I've seen that movie a hundred times if I've seen it once. And, uh, oh man, it was just stunning. What a beautiful birthday. And I've now seen all of my top five favorite movies at the cinema, despite the fact that, you know, they didn't all come out when I was... I know I was alive during all of them, but I wouldn't have been cognizant of them to go and see them. So it was a beautiful time. I recommend that you, whoever you are listening right now, watch your favorite movies again, if you can at the cinema, because it's, it's a treasure, even if you have to hire the fucking thing. So my only question is, did you watch Jaws in a, in a water body or was it like a sitting theater? No, it was just a normal IMAX theater. There wasn't water. I have seen that where people sit in a lake, like in a boat and watch it like in a drive-in. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could divorce myself from the... Because the idea, you know, the, the smart idea to do that would be to have whoever's organizing it have someone in a scuba gear under the water with a fake fin, you know, and freak the shit out of everybody. And But, it, you know, it would be super fun. So I'd see... I watch Jaws... Someone wants to watch Jaws and they go, you want to watch Jaws? I'm like, yes. There's, there, you don't even finish the sentence. I'm always ready to watch that movie. It's it's perfect every time. Um, and I was actually explaining to my godfather the following day because I went and I had dinner with him and my dad. And um, and he was asking me like, why do you like it so much? And I about 10 minutes I spent explaining, you know, it's, it's this, it's the cinematography. It's not just nostalgia like because I've seen it so many times. It's the acting, it's the you know the subtlety and there's, you know, it's, it's a blockbuster, but it's emotional. It's like all this stuff. And at the end of it, he's like... I'm going to have to watch it again. So if he goes and watches it sometime this week, I've done my job. Sorry about that rant. I just had a really good weekend. It was awesome. Fuck no. What? Why'd you be sorry about a rant? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is a podcast, I guess. It, would be, <laughs> it wouldn't be much if we didn't rant. Um, so shall we get into the nerdiest of news? The news that's only for nerds. I'm just pulling up my saved links um, to, to talk about nerd news because that's what this is. It's nerd news. Alright, this time in Filmatics Podcast Nerd News, date of Wednesday, the 30th of November 2022, I'm 40, and Addy is 11. Uh, <laughs> 19, dude. He's not, I know, but you know, it's, it's young. Um, <laughs> speaking of young people, this one, this one's interesting. Antonio Banderas, the delicious Spanish treat that he is. Is he Spanish or he Mexican? I think he's Spanish. Um, correct me in the comments. Uh, he played Zorro famously. Um, he was also in my favorite movie of the year, which is um, Official Competition. You should check that out. Uh, but he said that he would like, when when asked who, who should take over the role of Zorro, he said he would like Tom Holland to do it. You know Tom Holland, the white British actor who's about four foot eight? Yes, Antonio Banderas said, uh, yes, I would. Uh, I would consider that possibility. Why not? Of them, you know. Uh, 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 passing the torch? Yeah, passing the torch. Um, I did Uncharted with him and he's so energetic and fun. Banderas said of Holland's acting style, he's got that spark too, so why not? How about that? I, I, I think that Tom Holland is 
wrong for that role. But then again, I don't work in Hollywood and I'm also not Antonio Banderas. And when he talks, I listen. Um, next, next one. This one is well, specifically... The, the, no, what's it? Why the fuck did they have to touch Zorro? Like, why can't they just let it be? Those two movies are really good. I don't know why they would do it anyway. If they're going to do it, they should stick him into a um, like a, 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 a an old hero's kind of uh, a team movie with him and Tarzan and Flash Gordon and Mandrake the Magician and the Phantom and... Oh, hang on a second. Have I written this movie? Yes, I fucking have. Someone give me a call. <laughs> Lee Fox the Phantom is written and they all appear. Okay. Um, this next one is very interesting and you sent it to me. And at first I didn't really understand it, but now I think I do. So, James Gunn uh, has stated in recent tweets that the DCEU, a DC uh, 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 AU or whatever the animated films are, um, will be canon uh, after his kind of shuffle takes place. So the outline of that uh, it, it will take into account the. I don't know if he's talking about the stuff that's already been done or the stuff moving forward. Um, but either way, I'm pretty excited. How do you feel about that? Um. I'm just happy that they're including that that corner of DC. Mm. And the acronym is actually way worse than the actual name. The acronym is DCAMU, DC Animated Movie Universe. DCAU is DC Animated Universe, which is the Batman uh, series, the Justice League series and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it just like a lot, of, a lot of messing around just... Just talking about animated movies. I don't know. We've done that before, haven't we? We did. Yeah, we did an entire episode on this. It's a great, like this series of animated stuff DC's done is superior in a lot of ways to its live action um, output. So I'm, I'm totally keen. Um, and the, the Batman ones in particular are really good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it has the best adaptation of Red Hood ever. Yeah, the the Under the Red Hood adaptation, with, where we talked about it last week, where Jensen Eccles plays Jason Todd. Fucking outstanding. I love it. That's probably one of my faves. Um, next, this one's interesting, especially considering what's been going on in the news. Uh, well, probably like last year, but still. Johnny Depp will reportedly return as Captain Jack Sparrow, scheduled for a test shoot in the UK in February. And according to the call sheet from the production, it's... it's um, uh, the working title is called A Day at Sea. Johnny is set to return as a sparrow, scheduled to start filming at the beginning of February at top secret location in the UK. Everything is in early stages and there's no director attached, but they're shooting in February. All right, fucking bullshit. I'm calling bullshit as soon as... Sorry, I, hadn't, I didn't read that part before. You cannot... It's... What month is it, Addy? <laughs> it's all... Tomorrow. Tomorrow's December. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the 1st of December and they're talking about this thing starts shooting in February 2023 in the UK and they don't have a director. You can kiss my fucking flat hairy balls. That's un... That is... <laughs> I don't know why they're flat. I had to iron them uh, for the birthday party. And then Em was like, what are you doing while you're ironing your balls? I'm like, well, I iron my tie. And she goes, you're not... Stop it. That's ridiculous. Use one of those old school ones. You heat up on a stove. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but Johnny Depp. 
<laughs> coming back. I thought like his stock had dropped heaps since all that guff that went on with him and you know uh, what's the name Amber Heard and everything. I mean, it's like like I understand that he was he was definitely abused in that in that relationship. There's no doubt about it. You know, the proof is is in the doing poo on the bed. No, that's the, the proof is in you know the, the audio tapes of her her speaking to him. It's a horrible <clears throat> way to speak to someone and you know so manipulative and you know so villainous and horrible but i mean he's no fucking saint either like you know, he 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 certainly has some things to answer for i just i'm just surprised that they're doing that and what the fuck happened to the one with margot robbie that they were going to do yeah see this is why i hate it because i have never ever been a fan of the pirate films pirates films whatever pirate <laughs> i think it's pirate yeah i think you're right cuz pirate and pirates is like kind of the same thing well how come uh it's just not for me like I, yeah. I don't really like Johnny Depp. The only role I've liked him in is Rango, where he voices a chameleon. Yeah, he's where he's basically doing Kermit. I have no fucking clue what that is. I, 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 like Kermit the Muppet, the Frog, like Kermit and Miss Piggy. You don't, you don't know what that is. Listeners knows what I'm talking about. He sounds like Kermit. I'm telling you, Addy, Addy don't know about it. <laughs> Watch a Muppet's Christmas Carol and talk to yeah. me next time. But I was um, I was very excited for Margot Robbie to or like just that film to see her in that element. You could have just stopped there. I was very excited for Margot Robbie. Full stop. <laughs> End of sentence. Yeah, no, I just was interested to see what 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 else it could have been. Um, but uh, the first Pirates movie is pretty good, and then the rest of them are just a little bit bloated. And it's a, it's a it's a franchise town, isn't it? It's people go, this makes money. Let's make fucking half a dozen of them. And speaking of Franchise Town, this one's interesting, actually. Did you also get my joke in the fucking intro? Which one? You know, I can't stands no more. Yeah. You got it? You did? Okay, good. Because I wasn't sure if you got it. Because I thought that was hysterical when I thought it up. And thank you, Popeye. Um, but uh, anyway, speaking of Namor himself, Disney can't make a standalone film with this character because Universal still owns the rights. Um, apparently the situation is, um, yeah, actually there is no real information here. It's just that they can't do it and fucking they can't. So shut up. (laughs) Can only appear, um, alone in marketing materials as long as it's within series of posters and the characters cannot appear in a solo MCU movie compared to the situation with the Hulks. Uh, the antagonist is borrowed from Universal. It is not owned by Disney Marvel. So that's a bummer because I would have really dug, you know, like the hero version of his story. Because um, yeah, I, I, I loved Namor. I, I read a, a run of his by John Byrne earlier this year and it was fucking, it was balls to the wall crazy, but it was really fun. And he's an interesting character, especially the way that they do him in Wakanda Forever. So, um, yeah. What a shame. And I bet that actor's going, fuck! No yeah. singles! No goddamn singles. Yeah. One? They gave Spider-Man three already. I mean, hopefully he shows up in like an, like an X-Men film because he can. Because that's an X-Men film. They can have him there. But Yeah, man. I mean, this could... this podcast is going to have spoilers for Wakanda Forever. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this right now. I think the film version of Neymar would would very well like what the fuck am I saying? Yeah. I don't know. The, the film <laughs> the film version of Neymar would uh, would appreciate a lot of uh, ideas by Magneto. 
And yeah, they do have a similar ethos. Yeah, absolutely. They, they might get along well. That's what I was going to say. Get along well. Not fucking ideas. What the fuck? That's <laughs> all right. For those of us in the room whose English is their second language, you do quite fucking well, my friend. <laughs> I struggle with the first. Talking about mumbling nonsense, talking about how I iron my balls. That's never gonna. That's never gonna come up again in the film in the podcast. I don't think. I don't know why it came up now. Moving on, that's all the nerd news. So let's get into the meat and potatoes, as Addy likes to call it when he sends me the schedule of what we're doing each episode. The meat and potatoes. We're talking meat and potatoes. It's a great movie. No, we're talking Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, released in November of... Was it November? Yeah, yeah. November of 2022. Um, quite a stunning picture. Uh, quite a remarkable effort considering the constraints that it have on it. Um Let's just let's just dive in. How, how do you how did you feel about it, Addy? Like, what what's your your impression as a whole? And then we'll get into little bits and pieces. Yeah, um, this is a very hard one because it's it starts off the way it starts off is we 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 lose T'Challa right then and there, and it's mm. by an it's by an undisclosed. Um, disease that he's been struggling for a while and when he calls out for help it's too late and uh i couldn't it started and i said oh fuck i can't i can't i, st- I started to turn away and then and then the marvel studios uh comes and it's it's all him uh, it's just, all chadwick I, yeah i lost it and uh, i don't feel like that's that could be real navel gazing and could be real you know them leaning into the 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 emotion around the loss of that that young man and um, and manipulating people, but I don't think it is. That's 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 that crew. That's that cast. That's Ryan Coogler paying tribute to a person who 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 meant a lot to them. Absolutely, and um, it it just hands it handles it very very fucking well. Like if if you have the slightest of ideas of what's going to happen to the bigger question of who's the next Black Panther. You probably already know before going into the film, but the yeah. way but the way they do it, it's it's very very emotional, and it's it's probably the most emotional that the MCU has ever been. Yeah, okay, I'll agree with you, but I think that it's it's on par with, if not exactly the same emotional as um uh I think Tony finding out that that Bucky killed his parents, um uh. Tony dying and 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 Cap getting his happy ending, and Aunt May dying in No Way Home. I think yeah. they, I think they reached those, and there's some nice emotional stuff that goes on throughout it. Like you know, for instance, uh, you know, just Steve uh, uh, Rogers. This is Steve Trevor. Then Steve Rogers being the man out of time and, and realizing that he he lose he loses the love of his life. Um, you know, in, in um, uh, Civil War, she, Agent Carter dies. Like it's it's. There's some emotional stuff, but this is heightened because of Chadwick's death. And you're right in that they handled it really well by not... They didn't CG him. They did They didn't even... Yeah, they, they could have done him in costume. And because it's full body, they could have gotten away with it, you know. Um, they didn't manipulate and use his voice, you know, with algorithms or anything. They were just like, he's sick. Shiri, it opens with Shiri. She's trying to solve the problem and she can't, which sets up her entire emotional arc for the film in the prologue or in the in the um uh you know the pre credits uh 
cold open. Yeah, I think it's it was handled really well. And you just see him in, um, you know, the uh, at the funeral, and you just see the the mural of him, and that's that's enough. We all get it, and we all know that we need to move on. Yeah, and it's in the it, story. I mean, I find it really perfect because it gives us, the audience that loved that character, a chance to grieve with everyone in that film, and it gives the actors a chance to grieve as well. And then when mm. that's done, there's like, okay, we're done with that. Now there's this story that you have to follow through. And it's not like, it's not like they, the reason why I say they handled really well is because his presence is felt or his absence is felt. And it's very much a driving force of Shuri. And like the first time we introduced to Black Panther, he's on a path of vengeance. And after he's, after he's let that vengeance take over him and then realize that this is not me and that we have to be greater than this. That's when he saves Zemo in Civil War. And it's the same arc that she goes through, but in a totally different way. And mm. I love that her her sort of introduction to this, this world of Black Panther is kind of the same journey that, that we had with him. But it's more emotional for her. Yeah, it's it, she has a because she's also the smartest person in the MCU. We've that, that it's been made perfectly clear um, that 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 she is uh, until Reed Richards comes along, I guess. But uh, at the moment, it's it's her, and she couldn't save him. You know, it's that beautiful line from Superman seventy eight. You know, all these powers, all the things I can do, and I couldn't save him when when um, Clark Kent's father dies, and she she can't with all of her intellect, with all of her her ability. Um, she couldn't do it, and she does. She eventually recreates the the, the you know the flower, um, but it's not as important. Like her becoming Black Panther is not as important as her sitting on the beach at the end, finally grieving, um, because she's not. She's tied up the whole time. She's pent up with all this this rage, and she's just throwing it at anyone who's who's kind of in her way, you know. Um, especially Namor, because he's a bad guy apparently. Yeah, and it's also interesting that in this emotional roller coaster of a film, we get probably the the second most amazing villain, villain Aircott. He he's he's really great. I I like the actor. I like the motivation. You know that we haven't seen them because, you know, we haven't needed to. And the fact that also it it becomes an arms race movie. They're talking about the, the, you know, the US government, which, you know, let's not make no qualms about it, sticks its fucking shit into everything all the time. Look at any any war ever. Um, that That's what they do. If a, if a continent, if a, a, like a, a sovereign state like Wakanda had the kind of technology and weaponry more particularly that they had, it would be under threat from other nations attacking in the real world, not in a science fiction world. Um, and then to find that same element underground, underwater, and then to disrupt what's going on uh, under there, these people have, have you know, d- evolved to the point where they can breathe underwater so that they can keep away from <laughs> humanity, you know, the land dwellers. It's a wonderful um, uh, message of, of don't, 
fuck around and find out for starters. Um, but also don't disrespect the natural order of things. Don't disrespect nature. And we do it all the time. You know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, pollution, whether it's fracking, whether it's, you know, mining the, the earth for, for minerals, um, you, you, you disrespect the, how things are on the planet and, 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 and stick a finger up to mother nature for too long something happens like a really beautiful mayan dude comes out of the ocean and kicks the shit out of everybody like he whoops the wakandan's ass oh, when yeah. he first floods the city alone fucking alone yeah. he's so cool like the powers that they did like i mean it's pretty daffy um uh, 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 the idea of namor and his powers like the feet wings and all that stuff but then you see him zipping around at super speed and breaking things in half with his bare hands and being you know bulletproof and nearly immortal and tribal as well they haven't made him like in the in the books Nemours he actually looks um uh, eastern uh, yeah. uh, more than anything in in the books but he is you know he's sort of colored when he's colored in he looks sort of he doesn't look um Mayan at all uh, but yeah, to do that and have it legit. Also, to have them speaking Mayukatikan the whole time, which I think is the what they're speaking. That's a ballsy move too. Yeah. Like, to, to to be like, no, okay, well, this is. Of course, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't speak English. Well, they ha- have the ability to, but they wouldn't do it themselves because that's these creatures of thousands of years. Well, not creatures, but people. These people um, who have other abilities, um, like breathing underwater uh have been communicating with each other long before english was even a thing absolutely and uh, the reason why the reason why i said that uh, i absolutely agree with you and the reason why i said that nemo would enjoy the company of uh magneto is because nemo's story isn't saving himself it's keeping him and his whole entire kingdom of mutants Mm. It's not just him. It's the whole entire kingdom of mutants safe from the from the entire world that's going to tear them apart. And, he's, and he dropped it real low as well. He was like, I'm a mutant. Like, it was just like, yeah. like, okay. So he just tells her he's a mutant. We haven't really heard that word properly yet. Yes. The, mm, if this is the end, this is the end of this phase, correct? Yes, this marks the end of this phase. We do have the Christmas special, but that's not connected in any way. But this is right. the end, and we finally okay. got well, yeah, we finally I mean, got the M word. Yeah, and and you know if we're talking about multiverse and all that kind of stuff, and you know what's the bigger world that we haven't seen, I think that's that's definitely where they're going to lean. Absolutely, and like he said, I am I'm a mutant, and that was that was the equivalent of uh, of hearing the the cartoon theme in Multiverse of Madness where. It was, oh man, I fucking, like, I was like, oh shit, he said it. <laughs> oh snap. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Um, It's it's also uh, uh, what I, I feel is a benefit to it in a way that the first film wasn't. The first film set up all these people and, you know, the, the Wakanda itself um, in a bigger way than we've seen before. Um, and, uh, but it was... The, the the journey was um T'Challa's and also um his cousin uh it was definitely um uh what's it, was it Michael B. Jordan's character again uh Eric Killmonger Killmonger yeah so it was definitely their their parallel story this time this is an ensemble picture even though Shiri is the main emotional drive Angela Bassett 
if she, I'm sorry, like uh, come at me if you want to, but if she doesn't at least because the, the Oscars trying to include big pictures like this now to get people to watch the fucking shit. So this will probably, if not get a best picture nom the way that the first one did, you know, because there's ten of them now, it should get some technical awards absolutely. And Angela Bassett should at least be nominated for best actress uh, or best supporting actress because she is outstanding in this film. She is so wonderful. I was a little pissed that it didn't end up her in the suit. I just thought it'd be badass if she was that. So, so great. But also Okoya and um, uh, uh, the Warriors, like her, her you know, the, the, the Wakandan um, chief guard. The Dora Milaje. Thank you. That That's the one, um, what he said. The Dora Milaje's. What is it? The Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje with chips. Um <laughs> No, amazing, uh, uh, you know, got so much more screen time and and you kind of get an idea of what it is to be a servant warrior um, in an interesting way. I think that all kind of worked and pacing-wise, it was pretty good. It did lull in places and it probably was a little bit too long. But the one thing that I felt like, you know, and I don't like being negative, but I have to say, I feel like Ironheart was really shoved in there. Do you? What? Really? Yeah, I just feel like it was... I mean, Ryan Coogler's going to do the movie he wants to do. He's one of the most um, uh, uh, original voices in, in, in modern cinema, honestly. If you see his pictures, even though he has, you know, he made Creed, which is fucking amazing, um, and, and Black Panther and stuff. So he's worked with big studios in genre, but he has a very distinct voice. voice. Um, you know, particularly when it comes to the kind of, uh, like... Um, music choices and the way that he frames action and stuff it's it's kind of got a signature on it but I feel like Ironheart is them shoving it in to be like she's gonna get her series on Netflix in the next year or so or whatever it is we need to set her up and you do you remove her from that story and have somebody else discover or somebody else be the person who built the machine that that found the um uh, uh, vibranium so it wasn't Lake Bell or you just make it Lake Bell that the actress who's at the start and not fuss around with that stuff not only do you remove a portion of that film that's kind of weighs it down a little bit you also don't have to set this other character up while all of these other people are getting their second shot does that make sense it does but I also disagree with you well fucking end the podcast forever no what okay because that's fine you can disagree with me I found her, I found her like, she was one of my favorite parts of the whole film. Okay, that's all right. I love her energy and I love that she is the only one who can like have a, like a face-to-face normal conversation with Shuri and not, and Shuri is like, I'm, I'm not going to outsmart her because she can, she can catch me. Yeah. And her- I mean, don't get me wrong. It's wonderful to have. Like, she, I enjoyed the the actress and and the performance, and visually, it looks really cool. Like, it's it's we've got Iron Man back in the in the MCU now, and it's and it's a, a young uh, a female person of color. Like, absolutely, big it up for representation. Like we were talking about last week with, you know, Simu Liu talking about that. You know, but the 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 more they can do that, the better. I just felt like it was, like maybe they went to him and was like, hey, Ryan we kind of need to put this in. Can you find a way to do it? 
you know, it's maybe that's not the case. Maybe maybe it was absolutely one hundred percent his idea, and he's like, yeah, I think this character would be awesome because, you know, she's she's uh, she's this and she's she's young and she's uh, you know uh, intelligent and she builds the armor and it's going to be great for my story. That might have been the case. It just feels like a studio note to me. It really doesn't for me. That's that is one thing. Like I I I will hundred percent disagree. Like it right, just, well, what, do you, what, what do you think in the in the uh, that, that's cool. That's, I, we don't always have to agree. You son of a bitch. No. <laughs> what do you think out there in the comments? Let us let us know what you felt about Ironheart. As I said, I didn't not like the character. I didn't not like the performance. I wasn't like, oh, well, this is. Just, it just felt like a, a little bit too much. You know, someone someone put too many sprinkles on that cake, and it was, it was sprinkle heavy. Yeah, like a corner of the cake that just has sprinkles and like a cherry. And just icing. There's no cake there. <laughs> There's no cake to it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, it'd be cool to see her do other things and get her own show. Absolutely. I'm on board for all that. It just felt a little bit full. Um, I will say one thing, though. I like the first Black Panther movie. Absolutely. Um, it's a really good picture. Th- this, maybe not in, in uh, for some people in terms of the story or the execution even, you know, it, it, it is not as good. But for me, this film doubling down on the action like that fight scene on the bridge after the after an awesome car chase was outstanding where it's it's it was um uh, akoya and taking on um the 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 big uh uh, mayan guy um if i'm it is mayan isn't i'm not getting it's it's mayan yeah okay so if i i I think they're speaking for for legal for legal reasons mayan it's not it's not atlantis yes we're not allowed to say atlantis Shh. Shut up, Disney Plus, and don't whisper. It's weird. Um, Aquaman is yeah. going to come and fuck the fish in the MCU. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just in the end. I'm sorry. What's, what's, what's happened, Namor? Every, someone... I don't know. Namor sounds like this. Sorry, because I'm not going to attempt to do his accent. Someone came and fucked all of my fish. What? Why did that happen? And I don't know who this is. This is General Ross. So it's Harrison Ford. What happened? Some dude with a beard came and fucked all of my fish friends. All of my fish friends. Consensually? Well, yeah, it was consensual because he's really good looking. Um, it's You know Jason Momoa? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it looks like him. Oh, of course. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Fucking fish. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that family guy joke where, like, um, everyone in the, in the Daily Planet, every woman, like, all the women get breast cancer. And Clark is like... <laughs> Because he keeps x-raying their boobs. (laughs) Superman has more integrity than that. God damn it. I won't hear a bad word about the man saving the day, looking at some titty balls. It's not true. He is a gentleman. He is not a predator. That's bizarro stuff. Anyway, or evil Superman from Superman 3 with Richard Pryor. Uh, Yeah, I just feel like the accent... The the accent? The accident. Fucking Um, blood axe. Sorry. Um, the execution of the action sequences is uh, uh, fantastic. Like it, it was a real step because I kind of went into this going, "All right, it's another one of these." But I really like Ryan Coogler as a director. I think this looks interesting. I wonder how they're going to do it. Um, you know, because let's make no qualms about it. Uh, like I said before, they were saddled with an enormous task of making this work without Chadwick and and Ryan's come out and said like I know him Mr. Kuglin has come or Kugler has come out and said 
he finished the first draft of the script and spoke to Chadwick and was like, do you want to read it? And he was like, nah, I send it to the studio first. Um, you know, and then I'll read it after. And he passed away shortly after that. Like he didn't even get a chance to read the version that had him in it. So to redo all that, I mean, it probably, there would have been parts that you can kind of adapt and put Shiri in and this and that. And uh, definitely um, Namor would have been the, the protagonist still, I guess, and um, or the antagonist rather. Uh, and, and there would have been that stuff. But to, to, to work that around and also the emotion behind it as a person, uh, I, it, yeah, what, what an incredible feat um, to pull it off and have it be so well done and the action scene where they're um they're on the ship and all the um nearly said atlanteans uh all the mayans are sort of crawling up the side of the ship and 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 um the the um no i called again okay so okay wait they're not mine they're based on mine people they're not mine um the kingdom is called talokan talokan that's right yes um so the talokanese or Talakanians. Let's go with that because I, I don't really know the word. Because it, it, yeah. it's like two words and then there are two apostrophes. And I, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's too many apostrophes. That's totally fine. Are they umlauts? Are they over the, the vowels on yeah. the top of them? Yeah. No. Like it's, like it's one word and then there's two different words. But oh, it's also right. one okay, word. I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. So yeah, all of all of Namor's homies are like climbing up the side of the boat, and then um, the what are the warrior people called again? Uh, the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje are like jumping down on them, and it just like it's it's so well done. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think of the last really great because I mean, there's obviously the huge fight scenes, especially in Endgame and stuff, but just the individuals. The one where I was most impressed uh, uh, was um, Cat 2 and he fights Batrock and the, it's just a hand-to-hand, it's two guys hand-to-hand and they're doing flips and, the, and it's got that sort of rattling drum beat and stuff. That's the last time I can remember something that was felt really unique and, and specific to a moment and, and was motivated by something emotional, like where he says to him, I thought you were more than a shield and he drops it and takes his helmet on, off and says, let's find out. Um, the, every fight, particularly the last fight in this, this picture with, um, with Shiri and, and Namor, it's all driven by emotion. It's not just, these aren't mindless, you know, war dog people or CG whatevers. These are people who are protecting their home, um, and, and can't breathe, like can't uh, breathe air. They have these masks for, for, for water and it just, it all had so much more, propulsion based on on what the characters were going through and the motivations of the characters as opposed to just a fight for fight's sake is kind of what i'm getting at yeah absolutely um i don't really like the bridge fight that much how dare how dare i don't know how it come? just like the fight between akoye and uh, the other dude nemo light yep yeah um, that fight's awesome. Yeah. But the whole accident and everything, it, it felt like very choppy, but then it got okay. to a point where, where like it, it like moved away from that and it was good again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it well, it's also pre- like, um, it precedes 
a really emotional scene where you kind of get Namor's origin story and like Shiri almost comes around to the idea of what's happening to him and and um yeah it's a it's it balances things quite well is what I'm saying it's it's you know to do to do the action even if you didn't think that that one was great it still balances it well with what's going on emotionally because the reason that is so propulsive and intense that fight is because that's where they're all at um you know the part where the guy sort of hits the Koye back and she she slides backwards and drags her spear along the concrete and then like looks down and realizes how strong this fucking dude is like her arc for this is i'm i'm a protector with no one to protect you know i'm i'm a, i'm a warrior with with no cause uh because my king is dead and she's got to adjust that and he comes along someone who is protecting their king and is stronger than her i mean that's gonna fuck up your self-esteem yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If nothing else, you know, I just love that that the the action was driven by something because um, I'm tired of this emptiness, you know, this empty stuff that we keep getting in in these these shows. Talking about the fight scenes, uh, there's a suit that she creates for the Dora Milaje that's that's um, legally we can't call it a predator suit. But it's it's a, it's a blue and green predator suit. Did you like that? I, I I didn't think it was needed. I I don't know if that's a toy thing. Like uh, we need to sell some toys, or we need to give these characters agency. And because they they are human beings, and the Tolokanians or, or whatever we call them, the Namor's dudes, Namor's folk, um, are superhuman. You need to be able to level the playing field the way that they do with Namor when they they um put him in a sauna uh, yeah basically they say I nearly said they irradiate the air but they don't they desaturate the air and 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 make him make it impossible for him to um for his body to to acclimatize um which is pretty cold-blooded honestly I mean (laughs) yeah like a fucked up way but like she says man it's pretty cold-blooded but right before the this war starts uh Nitiri, oh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name of the character, but uh, T'Challa's uh, wife, uh, she she tells her that uh, is this only vengeance that's that's causing this, and she says that vengeance has consumed me. So it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense for her to 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 go to that level, to fucking killing him. Yeah, yeah, they don't mess around. Yeah, but I I just. I the 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 blue predator suits just took me out of it. I can <laughs> understand that, man. It's 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 yeah. They they it was a a spice that you didn't need. Um, that one. You know what's a spice you do need? Mbaku. Oh yes, dude. He's, he's my favorite part of that film. Oh so god, so great. So cool. Again, everyone else gets this. They, these were all side characters. These are all bit parts. But in this film, everybody gets a little something more because you don't have to spend the time. I'm not saying this is that it was good that the gentleman that Chadwick passed away. Absolutely not. By the way, I want to make that perfectly clear. Just saying that with the absence of that character and them not recasting, which is probably a good move. Um, even though for some reason Chadwick Boseman's brother came out and said that he would want them to, but. Maybe that's, maybe don't worry about it, mate. Maybe just shut up. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, not shut up, but just, I don't know. I don't know who benefits from that. Like he's, he can't speak for himself. So maybe don't, 
maybe don't speak for yeah. him, brother or not. Like, you know, I wouldn't profess to think know what my sister's thinking all the time. So, um, but uh, d- like to do that and to have this be not about an individual Black Panther until almost the, the end of the third act, or at least, you know, the start of the third act, um, and have it not kind of be another origin story and everybody getting some agency, you get these highlighted characters like M'Baku um, and he gets to be not this kind of just hulking slapstick creature. He gets to have real moments and, and, and some real, as I said, agency is the word I keep using. Yeah, and like his line of telling Shuri after after Queen Ramonda passes away because that fucking happens. Oh, get fucked with that shit. I go in thinking that she's going to end up being Black Panther and she gets murked underwater by fish man, fish, fish feet man, fish bird feet man. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. I was quite distressed. Yeah, and it kind of, it's kind of payback when she does, she puts him in a sauna because like he drowns her mother and then looks her right in the eye and says, Burry, you're dead. You're the queen now. And then mm. fucking leaves. Flies off and dips into the ocean like a goddamn weird cormorant, um, which is a type of bird that goes in the water sometimes. Um, yeah, well, that whole scene where, where you know, it's what happens in a second act or what should happen in a second act. Your hero should lose and then have to rally themselves back and, and you know, come up with a new plan. It's, it's screenwriting 101. But it's the emotion of it is so much more because Wakanda has been in our minds since we it was introduced or, or since the concept of it was introduced in, in Civil War has been this impenetrable, you know, uh, uh, completely invulnerable, impervious to, to incursion apart from Claw um, City where they have the most advanced uh, society on the planet. Um, to have that be so um, easily decimated by water. Yeah. Um, you know, they just... There is nothing more primal and more powerful than water. Uh, you know, if you think about it as an element and it's, it's so simple. And yet that completely decimates their society for a period of time. Absolutely. And it, it also shows just how, uh, just how fucking ruthless and powerful Nemo really is. Because one of the first things he, he says in the film is that Wakanda doesn't stand a chance in front of Talokan. And he shows that by just being him for once. Yeah. Like, and it's it's not that it's attacked by anything. He comes on a fucking whale and then just floods the whole city. Yeah. Which, can we talk about their flipping off of whales, man? That's, that's fucking cool. It's, it's so dope, cool. Man. Like, that's, that's what, honestly, I remember we were talking, me and Hugo, about um, how in Justice League, particularly um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, all of their powers weren't actualized really apart from maybe the flash to do things that they can do. You know, Wonder Woman can speak to animals. You know, that's one of her powers that never fucking happens. Um, you know, the, 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 the flash can run through time and stuff, but he doesn't phase at all and like phase through objects and like to, to, to do cool shit, cool comic book shit with your powers. Aquaman doesn't do anything. He's barely even near water, honestly. Um, in those whole pictures, like, he should turn up on a megalodon and and chomp some dudes. Um, but yeah, turning up on the on the whale, there's a shot of it, a great shot of it underwater as well, of it like passing over and coming underneath the ship. They're they're, they're water based 
people civilizations of course that they would have you know uh, 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 in their camp the creatures of that ocean it's the same way that we ride horses and stuff yeah but uh coming back to mbaku his line mm. of his line of uh, telling shuri uh that the world has taken too much from you to for you to be considered a child that yeah. was like oh fuck me man yeah so powerful that particular scene as well like the the the, the second funeral of this film underlines how tragic her story has been up to this point um and why there is so much hope in in the end of the film um but yeah he's he's to get a moment like that as an actor who was in the previous film an a, a semi antagonist for 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 Chadwick's character um for Black Panther wonderful now give me the umbaku series i'm gonna take oh, that yeah every Do- day every day like, Winston Duke is is just an absolute legend. I love him. He's amazing, and I just I w- I want to show off of uh, or like just like a small YouTube series with like six episodes of uh, of him and Wong just reacting to stuff. That'd be so cool. <laughs> like YouTube stuff or, or what like do you mean? like like fucking Sopranos or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see the TV show, which is just Mbaku and Wong watching The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, no, that's right, because he's doing... Wong's yeah. watching The Sopranos, or talking about it with... um, What's her name? Christy or something, you know, with an S, but not where you think it is or something? No, like it's... Uh, it's Madison. Some white nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolute white nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no offense by the way <laughs> no none taken that's totally fine um yeah I, I i can't remember what her name is but yeah they're talking about the sopranos thing. you should watch the sopranos if you haven't it's really good fuck it's gonna kill me now because i can't remember the name i'm sure you could look it up um, she's gonna get her own series is she <clears throat> no fuck no I, no i hope not i don't think so no yeah but ha- um yeah just i just wanted to say that like um Baku is one of the highlights of the film and it's like he's probably one of the characters that has turned around from the first time we saw him because uh, like he said he's he's one of the challenges of the throne for Wakanda in the first one and the next time we see him is in uh is in Infinity War and he's beside T'Challa saying that when you call for help uh, we will answer and he starts mm. the war cry and then yeah. we start the war cry here and i got fucking goosebumps it's powerful it's really powerful it was like the first time i saw a haka it was it was actually at a wedding and i was back in my first started um you know straight out of film school started up a company to do video work and the thing that you do when you start is wedding videos because people always need them and i did one that was um uh, to um uh, New Zealanders and one of them was Maori and um, <clears throat> his whole family did a haka um, after the speeches and it was I was I was physically shook it was so powerful and you, you know I know this is just a silly movie and it's not the same and you know they're, they're <laughs> the history of the of the Maori people is is very different than the history of <laughs> the people from Wakanda because they don't exist but I just mean I can that feeling, that war cry, that chanting is is um, 
It has a visceral reaction with us, absolutely, and I, I, I can't explain why. Now, because we're here, let's just talk about the final fight. Because I have a lot of thoughts. But you go punch first. Punch ons. You go first. Doing flick and stuff. Doing some flips. Flip and flip. Punch, punch, punch. And uh, it's exciting. Now, I do, like I said before, I think it was, it's really good how it's driven by emotion. Um, it has a, it has a, almost an act structure into itself. Uh, and I just thought he, the only thing I'll say about it is it, it looked really good and it was, it was fun to watch and, and stuff. And, and, and it did have a, a real weight to it. He gets burnt almost to a crisp and he just like, oh, okay, well, you know, she's right. And, 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 and we'll be good now. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about getting my ass whooped by anybody and having the whole... I know he would heal and everything, but still, like, I, I the turn was a bit quick for me. And he's like, oh, no, all of my people, we need to back off now. I, yeah. It's all a little a little quick and convenient. What do you... How do you feel about it? I have a lot of thoughts, but, um, yeah, it kind of doesn't work when you have your opponent, like, begging for air and you say, I'll only let you live if you come by my side like of course he's gonna say yes but it kind of works for me because um like the whole family i I wanted i wanted shuri and uh, and namor to be on the same side but the thing that doesn't work for me is the final fight like it's cool and shit but it doesn't work because you see the context of the fight and it's a civil war between two people who are just trying to protect their land and it's shot like it's some heroic shit and it's not it's it's supposed to be horrific. Like these are, for the lack of a better word, these are mutants trying to fight for their right to remain where they are, and 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 to be hidden from the world that's not going to accept them. Bless you. Thanks. I just sneezed, everyone, but I turned my mic off to do it. But then you've just said bless you for no reason. <laughs> People are like, "That's you." And I think for Black Panther, I bless you. Um, yeah, no, I totally understand that, man. It's 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 a really good point, well made. Uh, that that this would um, the the stakes of the fight do not translate into the ferocity of the fight is kind of what your point is. Yeah, and like having the predator suits just takes me out of it because I want to be in that state where it's horrific and you're like, oh shit, like this really shouldn't be happening. It's war. It's this is war. There should I, be, you know consequences and it's it's a war in the most powerful nation in the entire mcu like it's it's the most dangerous thing you could ever hope for like before like before thinking of a civil war you'd say like wakanda attacking the world that's not that's not nearly as as dangerous as some like a nation as strong as wakanda and then both of them fighting each other Mm. It's it's horrific, and I wanted I wanted to I wanted I wanted to feel that, and it's weird because I understood that this is what was happening. Yet it wasn't shot that way. It was shot as good guys and bad guys, mm. and them fighting. It should probably have global effects as well. Like I know that the they're they're at the UN and you know they're talking to to, to the Americans in particular about we want to we want all your shit the way that they do colonists um but yeah i i just on a world stage this would play bigger 
but they're doing that a lot lately because how come no one is fucking talking about there's half of a head and some fingers sticking up out of the ocean somewhere yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a celestial half bursting out of the not even half a portion bursting out of the ocean and no one talks about it um yeah the, the stakes uh, uh need to be a bit higher in that respect. i think the emotional stakes are there but but in terms of these two warring nations um you know, especially considering the the background that they have as well, like they they are ancient civilizations as well. Like yeah, like formed the the most sophisticated warriors on the planet, while all of us European motherfuckers were still hiding in caves and shit. Yeah, and like, I love I love I love that his enemy name is Nimor, which translates to no amor, which is no love, because mm. he was a child of no love. Yeah, and it's. It's it's so layered and the like the two things that really did not work for me in this film is is the final fight because I wanted to feel a certain way and it got to that point and then I realized that they're not showing it they're not going to show it and then the second was Talokan because I've seen uh, Aquaman and Atlantis there is fucking amazing. Yeah, it, it's really well done. It was around the same time that we got the first look of Wakanda and it was like, like there's a shot of Wakanda and then there's a shot of Atlantis in, in the Aquaman film and like it's almost similar to how like they've built these these CG models. But it, they talk about, like Nemo talked about the history of Talokan and why people came down and the civilization that they that they created but again like they didn't show the beauty of it like that's why i was there for like the whole reason you take you take the viewers down inside of talakan to is to show them the beauty and i didn't get that and it felt kind of weird to me that we didn't that they didn't really show how how amazing these structures and these people Given the fact that yes, like the people and everything, that's that's the that's the main goal of Nemo is to protect them, and that's done perfectly well. But just just the kingdom itself, if that makes sense, mm. it wasn't yeah, yeah. like there were like he talked about how amazing it is, but we didn't really see it. If mm. that makes sense, yeah, I, it's a missed opportunity. Like that, you saw patches of it. Uh, but you didn't get to see the grandeur that the, the way that you did in in Aquaman. But having said that, we do spend a lot more time there in Aquaman because of the nature of the story. It's you know this story is 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 not a hundred percent Namor's, whereas it was a hundred percent Aquaman's. Um, but uh, let's let's before we finish up talking about um, uh, Wakanda Forever, let's talk about the uh, the future of what this is. You know what this sets up, and also the Stinger scene. Um, which is which is probably the most anachronistic, well, not anachronistic, the most useless stinger scene I think they've done, apart from the one where Cap came out and was like, "Well, you've waited this long, and sometimes that's you know, that's my favorite you know. one." Fuck you for saying that. That's my favorite yeah, but one. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't further the plot of anything the way that the others have. Like, this, I mean, what what does this further the plot of that um, T'Challa had a son who is now heir to the throne? Well, then you've completely missed the point. Because what was the point then? Because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness also does the same thing. Where Clea came comes out of fucking nowhere and says, "We need your help." And like, who the fuck is this chick? And why did she cut off like butter in the reality? But I get your point. I hated that. I absolutely 
like. You didn't like the stinger in this it, film or, or the one in Doctor oh, Strange? Fucking both. Both of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like that. I, I did not like that at all. Like, for, for me, the film ends with her, with her on the beach grieving. That's it. Yeah, and like I, I said, it's that that's she hasn't grieved. That her whole arc is getting to a place where she can grieve, and and be okay with that, and be okay with herself. Really powerful. And then you just have, albeit, baller ass credits, and then this weird stinger scene where it's like, I mean, what do they do? Are they setting up Black Panther Junior? Like, I don't, I don't know what that does. It doesn't add anything. It's the first time that I've ever agreed with the ethos that if you're as soon as the credits start, your film's over, um, which is, you know, what uh, I think it was. Um, it was either Siskel or Ebert who said it, uh, the, the film reviewers. Um, you know, you've got my attention up until that point, And then when that happens, that's you can't just don't hang a hat on something after the fact. And I normally wouldn't have a wouldn't agree with it. But this time it was, I was just confused. As to, yeah. At first I thought, and maybe this is my naivety because I didn't know Chadwick Boseman's personal situation um but i thought it was his actual son or something and it was just like a little tip of the hat kind of thing but he didn't have any children at all um i looked it up afterwards because i was confused but uh but yeah it doesn't really set anything up what what things that are set up obviously is is namor is now in this we have shiri as black panther um wakanda and tolakan are, are working together in capacity or at least not warring anymore um you also have ironheart you know, what would you like to see? Do we want to see more Wakanda or do we want to start letting these things go and, and, and become something else? Like, does does Ryan Coogler have another one in him? I think he would be a perfect choice to do... Can I say it? Will I say it? I'll fucking say it. I think it would be a perfect choice to do a mutant film. I got to. I thought you were going to say give him Secret Wars. I'm like, nah, it's too. I, no. I think on, on that grander scale, it's it, you. You need people who are like okay with being told what to do. Um, and I don't think I think he's better if he has no the, no shackles at all. The reason why I said a mutant film because I don't care if it's the X Men. I just want him to to tell a story of of mutants, like fuck it, have. Have it be a two hour and thirty minute film with thirty minute uh, stories, like just short stories in that one with like focusing on Storm, uh, Beast, or just characters that we don't know from the X Men. Yeah, and 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 instead of leaning into what's the obvious, which would be an X Men picture or a Wolverine solo picture, something like that. Yeah, anth- anthology type. Or, you know, if, if he wants to continue to, um, you know, further the, um, uh, uh, um, what's the word, inclusivity of, of, of Marvel, particularly in the mutant verse bit that they have available to them because it is very diverse. Um, there's, there's lots of people of color. There's lots of people of different sexual orientations. There's lots of people who, are, who you would easily be able to call a non-binary or you know whatever you want um but you know lgbtq plus people uh but you know something like bishop 
you know, he'd, he'd kill doing a Bishop movie. Um, I think that'd be, you know, really interesting. Uh, you could um, uh, have him do something where Storm comes into Wakanda because, you know, in the comics, she's actually married to T'Challa and that's obviously going to happen this time. Maybe she marries M'Baku instead. Like, yeah, bring the mutants in because it's the same, we're working in the same turf here where it is uh, 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 minorities and people who are, uh, uh, you know, set upon even though they are, it's a start when they're like, where the UN, you have to fucking do what she say. And she's like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. We know what you're like. We know why you want these things. It is, this isn't, this isn't um, outreach. We don't need your help. This is about, you know, us against you. That's it's absolutely about, a mutant mentality. And it's about telling you that what you're doing is wrong, even though you don't fucking admit it. Yeah. Yeah, like we all know the truth. Don't pretend it's anything otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I was going to think up my own thing, but fuck, I'm on board with you. G- give Ryan Coogler a, a, a mutant picture, or let him go off and do something else for a little while. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, maybe not, let him out of Marvel to do to do some interesting shit. You know, he's, he's supremely talented. Fruitville Station's one of the most affecting movies I've I've ever seen. Like that was that stuck with me for days after I watched it. That film. And Creed is just such a... That is my favourite Rocky movie. And come at me if you want. I mean, apart from Rocky 4, whichever one Dolph Lundgren's in, because it's so fantastically fucking stupid. But um, Creed as an as a executed film is is remarkable. Um, so yeah, let this guy off the chisane and uh, let him try some new stuff. And, and let these characters kind of grow and form and, and be what they are naturally. Let's not shove them into into things too much if you had to give this a rating out of five stars we don't normally do this but i'm interested what would it be i gave it a rating and with all the shit that i've said i still give it a five star still give it a five star that's that's a good positive place to be um i'd probably be pretty close to that as well because it is a really well done film it's really well executed it's really well made it has its problems but every film does apart from jaws um (laughs) so what we're going to do now friends friends and loved ones who are listening uh we're going to rank the phase four projects we're going to do film and tv two separate rankings yeah um and uh and the the answers may surprise you yeah so do you want to do film or tv first uh let's do film because they're less films and uh, i just want to clear out this is this is not the official ranking of Phase 4, it's just two people talking about the things that they loved. Um, the reason why the reason why I decided that we're going to do uh, films and TV different or separately is because, well, of course, films have a lot of a lot more budget than, than TV shows. So, and yeah, and also they're, they're all of them are canonical like you know the tv stuff can kind of lift out in places whereas all of these movies have to connect together absolutely true and uh, the specials don't count here oh no no so no werewolf by night no because you haven't seen the holiday special what has that got to do with anything because the two specials that that the mc did well, fuck that noise! I Werewolf by Night was one of my faves. That's on the list. You shut your face. You, right, you, sure, I sure, would. Sure. The the Christmas special can just be. I'm sure it'll be wonderful, but I just that's the only one I haven't seen. But um, in terms of the movies, though, uh, just in uh, by alphabet, uh, we have Black Widow, Eternals, 
Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home, Shang-Chi, Thor 4, or Thor uh, Love and Thunder, and Wakanda Forever. So they're the movies that we're, we're ranking right now. Do you want to do... We want to go one for one, or do you want to just go down the list? Uh, let's go one for one, and let's go from seven to one. Is it seven for one? Seven to one. Is it seven? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's seven. Okay, cool. What is your seven, then? I think we both might agree on this one. Yep. It's the Thor. What is it? Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep, yeah, it's a big, big dumb cartoon, and um, and uh, it, it sounds like by the sound of it, even Chris Hemsworth is sick of it. So, whatever. There you go, Thor four. If you enjoyed it, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, what was your number six? Oh, so that's that's actually your number seven, Thor four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, right. I hate this, but this is where it is. I did not. I did not for one second think that this is where it will be. But here it is. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh. Okay. That's fair enough. Why? Just a big mess. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Um, it's two. It's two different movies in one film. You're absolutely right. It is. Yeah. It's there's a, there's a lot more going on there that needs to be. There's a part of that film that's great, and then you you it gets bogged down in the center by a bunch of stuff that you didn't need. Like I love John Krasinski and everything, but if you're not going to actually cast him as Doctor Fantastic, Doctor Fantastic, Mister Fantastic, then don't worry about it. You know. Um. Well, you're not going to like this. Alright, it's, it, like it's Eternals. It's Eternals, it's isn't Eternals. it? Oh, you fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it, it's and it's only because I don't have um i don't feel the emotional i think it's probably the best shot out of all of them um i think it looks the best uh i find it interesting but i i had no emotional connection at all um and that's that's not because it's an origin story like i have an enormous amount of emotional connection to these characters in all of their first appearances and and not from previous either not from comic books because i knew who the eternals were i'd read their books um, I just felt like the performances were wooden. It it threw a it, again. It throws a lot of balls in the air for the next movie to catch, and it just it, it was. It looks like the next movie isn't going to be there for the next five years. Yeah, exactly. But it it was more just a, I didn't feel anything. That's what's important to me. Is this story making me feel something? So, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Okay. No worries. Uh, before you move on, though, you said. Uh... What the fuck did you say, Doctor Doctor Fantastic? Yeah, um, I want to go back and say because uh, this is what I was thinking. Like um, when they say that there's the scientist that built this vibranium uh, detector in Wakanda Forever, I thought, yeah. I thought, holy shit, that's Doctor Doom. It could be, yeah, it could, it could have been that. That would have been a really good idea. But the thing that I don't understand about that though is because they've come out and said that the Fantastic Four picture would not include Doctor Doom. And also that it's set in the 60s. It is set in the 60s. I don't think they said they won't include Doctor Doom. That's that's bullshit. You can't... You oh, okay. Can't, you I... can't... He, he's, the, he's like the fourth one in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> who, who goes he, he's, the fucking space shuttle? He does, yeah. Well, I mean, not in the... Not in the comics, he doesn't, I don't think. Yeah. Or does he? Uh, I don't fucking know. I haven't read that. No, he doesn't in the com- in the comics. You, you know, that's in the first movie that they made with with um, years ago. Uh, that he's on the ship with them, but that's not in the comics. They don't even know who he is at first in the comics, if I remember correctly. But if I'm wrong, you can correct me in the comments out there, or you film nerds, or comic nerds rather. 
Um, but yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, they're doing Doctor Doom here. I was like, oh okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That it's it's really brilliant. Then fucking yep. Doctor Doom, the Doomist, <laughs> and then the mask. All right, so number the five, Black Widow. Same. Hey, that's awesome. Samezies. And yeah, I, I dig Black Widow. I, th- I think it was yeah. well put together. It was just late. Yeah, it was very late. And it's the reason why it's on number five is David Harper and Florence Pugh. The introduction of Florence Pugh into this, because then she turns up in Hawkeye, which is my my. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah. fantastic! What a what a wonderful young actress she is. Um, and 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 I do like that movie. I said I I don't mean it's late because it came out late because of COVID. I mean it's late as in Black Widow should have got a movie before Avengers. Oh yeah. Um, and they could have had Hawkeye in it. It oh, could the have been one. could have been the Budapest story. Yeah, now it's just a you throwback know? to to a story we'll never see. Yeah, exactly, and and it was it was well put together and everything, but it just and and you know um, uh, it was well directed and uh, I think it was Kate Shortland, who's an Australian director, represent. Um, yeah, added some really cool things, but it just was, yeah, it was just a bit late, and I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending or the villain really. It was just like ah oh, fuck, it's another nobody. Like what's what? Surely there could be something bigger and breaking her own nose and stuff. It was just yeah. All a bit much. Um, number four for you. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, explain your reasons for that. I love this film. This 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 film is, is sort of the reason why this podcast exists. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's amazing. And that's why I like it. But it's number four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number four is the multiverse and midness. Uh, because <laughs> whatever. Multiverse and midness. Multiverse and midness. <laughs> uh, the multiverse of mana. Na, na, na. I'm just making words up now. Uh, no. Because regardless of its, of its problems and, it, and its messiness and stuff, I, I had a better time with it. I, I felt more emotionally attached to particular Wanda story. And I fucking love Dr. Strange as a character. I think he's baller. Um, so yeah, it just spoke to me a little bit more than the others. Like I said, these, these aren't, these rankings for me aren't about execution at all. Like they're not about how well they're made because if that was the case, then Eternals would be at the top. Um, even though it is a bit dark in places, but it, it's, you know, the best shot, um, uh, I don't know if the actions is well executed and stuff, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, it's not the practical stuff of filmmaking. I'm trying to take that part of my brain off, which is hard to do for someone who w- was literally cutting together, you know, some film today. Um, but I just, I'm just talking about enjoyment and 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 emotions. Like, what was it invoking in me? And that's that's the important part to me about movies is is how you how you feel about them as opposed to how you can break them down. Uh, so yeah, multiverse is, is is my number four because it it you know I I love Wonder I was I was hearing her you know number three the three one the three do you have werewolves by night in the movies no I had it in the TV shows okay okay that makes special sense special part yeah because it's not a feature so yeah uh, my number three is Eternals of course it is. <laughs> No, oh. that's cool, man. I, I love how much you love that movie. I, I we had a really good conversation about it when it came out, and and it was getting you know so much flack, and for whatever reason, you were just like, no, nah, I'm 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 behind this thing. Um, it was and, the yeah, first that's... conversation we had. 
it was, absolutely was yeah it was like hey what do you think of it and um yeah i love your passion for it man it's beautiful yeah what's your number three sir my number three is shang chi and legend of the ten rings of course. because I, th- I think it's it's really cool I, I mean it's not it's a kung fu movie for people who don't know better <laughs> honestly it's like a kung fu movie for people who've never seen you know a proper kung fu movie who've never seen drunken master or something cool like that but again it, it opens up inclusivity into into the marvel universe simu lose right um it has a a, a romantic story for the uh, a, 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 uh, sorry a relationship uh, for our protagonist that is not romantic. It's just two best friends having an adventure. Um, and fucking tell me that you were guessing there'd be a dragon fight at the end of it. Like, I know that turned the corner a bit for people. And they're like, oh, what the fuck is this nonsense? But it it's, a, it's a kung fu movie. Of course there's a fucking dragon. Well, there's not a lot of dragons in, in kung fu movies, honestly. There's mostly just people doing kung fu. But, um, sorry, hang on one sec. It's people, it's people doing dragon moves. That's all it is. Sometimes. It's them trying to dance like dragons. Sometimes. But uh, it's it's more just that it was unexpected. And, and, the, the, and I've only seen it the once. I only saw it at the cinema once. But it just, it was interesting. And I like that the, also the father and son stuff. is, is it, That always gets me. Yeah, absolutely. And all right, number two. And all that is why Shang-Chi is number two for me. <laughs> yes. Shang-Chi, number two. Awesome. Yeah, what's your number two? Wakanda Forever. <sighs> okay. Because I felt I felt the passion. Uh, I felt the the emotion. And Angela fucking Bassett. Like, just get out of town. What's your number two? Oh no, you did your number two. What's your number one? Oh, here we go. Do a drum roll. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, number one. Um, yeah. <laughs> for reasons why, see the previous. Just 40 this minutes. episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go back and go back and listen for a little bit. Um, my number one is No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, because it just. It exists. I still, yeah, I still cannot get my fucking little head around that. Like, uh, maybe it makes more sense to people who are younger than me, um, people who were born around the time of the mo- the Toby movies coming out, or even born after that. Because you can be born in twenty fifteen. Uh, sorry, you could be born in in, in, in two thousand and five, and you're seventeen now. Do you know what I'm saying? So these movies and then someone like you whose movies are the andrew movies they came in late i was 30 when that first film came out um like to see that happen and the possibility of opening up it's also really well executed it's super lean even though it's long it's super lean and super sharp for a a film that that has so much going on and 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 you know has so much like even the previous, the things that you would need to understand, and there's there's problems with it. There always is, but you see three Spidermen swinging around together, and that score rising, and then they land on the top of that statue. Is you know, I defy you not to feel something. And as a huge Spider-Man fan, like I've always been, at you know, we we did the the, the Spider-Thon episodes. Um, yeah, my heart sang. It was beautiful. I've seen it a bunch of times. And Tom Holland's the best he's ever been. That last scene where he goes into the donut shop and he's he's made everyone forget him and he he wants to tell mary jane who he is and explain everything and then he sees the cut on her head just 
yeah, I and, and he's like, oh no, there is a reason. And that final shot of him solo in, in that shitty apartment in the bright suit swinging around at Christmas time, like fucking yes. I'm it, it made me so happy. So that's my number one. Yeah. And a rant. That's that's exactly how I feel. And I'm still fine with it being my number four for some reason. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back and, you know, when they've got the next phase and we'll dip in and, you know, see how yeah. you feel about it. Because there's going to be more stuff that, that'll, um, more Spider-Man stuff too. Like, they're already talking about shooting the fourth one next year. Yeah. They still don't have a director. Again. That's what happens. Um, shall we do the, the television programs? Yes, let's do the television programs. I don't have Werewolf by Night in my list. Well, I don't have the the one with the with all the special Christmas stuff because I don't know if everybody knows this. It's fucking November, so yeah. I'm gonna watch it when it's December. Tomorrow's December first. That's when my Christmas binging starts, and um, and maybe I'll start with that. Oh, I hate Christmas, so when I watch it, I was like, oh, this is this is when my hate starts. What? What do you hate Christmas for? Ah, uh, just a bunch of shit. What's the, what's your number? One, two, three, four. What is it? How many nine? It is nine. Eight. Isn't it? No, it's eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay, what's your eight? No, what's your eight? What's your eight? I'm alright. What's your eight? <laughs> it's like Rosencrantz and Gilgenstern where they're having a, a, a tennis match where they can't, it can only be questions. Um, anyway, uh, what if? Um, only because they completely neutered Thanos. And I was like, you can get fucked. Thanos at the end of Infinity War sitting down on that porch and then the movie ends is some of the most badass shit I've ever seen and to be him like oh no because T'Challa was was so good and kind hearted he could talk him out of being a fucking maniacal genocidal madman no no thank you what's your number 8 what if ooh same reasons that was your reasons (laughs) Same reasons. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just, it's uh, it's not it's not more of the Thanos shit. It's just it could have been so much more better if they actually invested in the in the worlds that that they were showing. Like it almost becomes a comedy show by the end of it. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I think the the episode that is executed really well is the Agent Carter one. I dig that idea a lot, yeah. And then it kind of was like, oh, I don't care about any of this. So much so that I couldn't tell you. I know there's a zombie episode. There's a there's a Thor episode somewhere in there. And then they team up at the end. But I, I, I barely remember them, honestly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, number seven for me is Loki. Um, I know you'd be mad. Uh, I think it was well executed and, and I, I do like the idea behind it, but I just, I, again, I couldn't connect. There was something, st- maybe I need to watch again. I don't know. There was something keeping me from connecting to it. Um, and whether that was the, the story arc or, or it just, it, it felt bogged down in a lot of temporal stuff, which it should, because it's a, it's, it's about Time. <laughs> temporal shifts and multiple dimensions and stuff, but it just was that was at the expense of the emotion for me. Understandable. What's your number seven? I'm not going to whisper. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, mine is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Ooh, don't call me fucking racism. racism. Oh, no, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> no, that's okay. What's what's how come? Okay, just just to just to, to fuck off all the all the racist shit. I love the Isaiah Bradley story. All right. Yeah. That could have that's been an amazing part of that show. That that could have been an amazing what if real life episode. Mm. Right? How they didn't dip in just for one episode of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier just to have that origin story. I, 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 that's what I thought was coming when that happened. Uh, but yeah, it was very underwhelming because um, I think a lot of MCU movies in this, or like a lot of MCU projects in this phase did go through multiple uh, multiple story, story structures being cut off and everything. It's very imminent in this one. Because the because the flash smashes are there and then they're not, and you're like, oh, okay, but what the fuck happened? And it's it, it introduces a lot of uh, characters that will be very very uh, very very important in the in the coming phases. But uh, and I and I love Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan together. But sometimes I feel like it was a bit too much. But yeah, it could have been way better, and it would have uh, if there were about twelve episodes, it would have been much better. Yeah, maybe it would have benefited from more more time. I just really liked the story of uh, you know emotionally of um, Sam coming to terms with with the shield and coming to terms with the the legacy of, of what's of what Captain America is. And I loved, um, uh, Bucky's coming to terms with if, if, if Steve believed in Sam and Sam's doing the wrong thing, what does that say about me? Like that was that it, it, again, it hit that emotional spot for me. So, um, right. So number six, is it six? No, yours number seven. My number seven. Oh, that, that was Loki, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so you're number is, six. Is it my number six? Yes, yeah. number six. Number six is Miss Marvel. And um, I really dug it. I just dug oh, a few other things before you ju- that. You just hurt me. You just hurt me Why? So <laughs> it's not personal. You're not in it. Um, I mean, you're represented very well in it, actually. You were <laughs> shot. You were shot here, bitch. Oh, <laughs> minute. <laughs> right? What a dickhead. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, how, how stupid of me to say that then? It's not that I didn't like it. I really liked it. In fact, it was great. But I just there were some other things that spoke to me a little bit louder. That's all. Mm. Me personally. Yep. That's, that's fine. As it's a just... racist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent not a racist. Everyone. Um. So, what's your number six? My number. Not Miss Marvel. I take it. Yeah. It's not Miss Marvel. Of course, it's not. Um. It's She Hulk Attorney at Law. Mmm, attorney at Lizzo. <laughs> she was not in that. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Um, that would be great, okay. though. Yeah, much better. <laughs> if, if she was if she was She-Hulk, yeah, I'd take Lizzo as She-Hulk, absolutely. Um, so, how come? Uh, it's, it's a fun show, disconnected from almost everything. And it, it gives us uh, Daredevil, which is why it's at number six and not number seven. But it's it's the first time like a show has turned me 
with the last two episodes. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of where I'm at, and it's my it's my number five because the the first episode was great. Tatiana Maslany is is outstanding. Daredevil's inclusion, and then the fact that they poked fun at themselves, um, and 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 had an emotional an emotional ending where she hulked out, you know, in that penultimate episode. Um, okay, finally we have, like I said, some stakes, and it was an interesting turn. But yeah. 50%, 60%, 70% of that is Tatiana Maslany. She's she's so cool. Um, what is your number five? My number five is... No. Wait, you have to go with number five. Did I just do it? No, that was my number six. Wasn't it? What was oh, your no, number wait. six? What the fuck? One, two, three, four, five. No, yeah, you're right. My number five was She-Hulk. My number six was Ms. Marvel. Hey, okay. So yeah, She-Hulk was my number five. What's your number five? My number five is Moon Knight. Moon Knight! How come? It's it's great. It's amazing. I wanted more. And I wanted more of Ethan Hawke. Not for him to get killed off by... Like... It's Multiverse of Madness. Wakanda Forever. And Moon Knight, with the two last stingers there, like, why? Just why? Yeah. Just bring in Jake just as it gets good. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I totally get that. And I had such a big pitch about it also, like, when it was going on, and I did on the... Ep- on um, when The we, Moon when Knight we, episode that we did, yeah. yeah. Episode 18 or something. Or, no, 16 or 17. Um, Where it's episode one of season two is everything that happened in season one, but with J- with Jake Lockley's uh, POV perspective. Yeah. Oh, it's such a baller fucking idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so what did you just do? Uh, <laughs> number number five. So you do number okay, four so now. Number four. My number four is Falcon and the Winter Soldier for reasons I just said when Addy said his was lower down. So what's your number four? My number four is Loki. Ooh. Yeah, you dig Loki a lot. Yeah, I, I love Loki and Miss Minute is fucking hot. So is Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> Don't come at me, man. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful cast, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Um Pansexual Loki. Is it? I think I think they've come on and said it's bisexual, but Tom Hiddleston said there's there's more to that. So we'll yeah, see. If, if you're having a, if you're if, uh, hang on if you're getting frisky with a female variant of yourself that sounds more pansexuality than bisexuality do you know what yeah. I'm saying I, I don't I don't get that and the guy's a thousand year old god he's tried everything under the sun you know like it, I just I just feel like it would be you know yeah. what that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. He's, he's had sex with the alligator version of himself and all consensual all consensual. That's it's it's weird. It's scaly. Um Fuck you for putting that in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You you're on the podcast. You know what's up. Shit. Um right. <laughs> You love me and don't act like you don't. Oh, I never do. I love you very much. Even when I say weird shit. Um my number three, we up to? Yep. My number three is uh WandaVision. Um, and I, I, I loved it. 
particularly love Paul Bettany and uh, and um, Elizabeth Olsen in these these characters. I, I, I think it it is hampered by the fact that it's trying to set up stuff that would then not ultimately be paid off properly in um, multiverse um, uh, and and also setting up like having Agatha Harkness be kind of behind everything is a great idea and I love the format and everything but I just it, it, it's suffered in the way that so much of this stuff does now that it's it's set up bait it's it is it is story beats that are used to you know for the next the next phase the next picture or whatever it is but beautifully performed um you know, wonderful meditation on on uh, trauma you know that's really obvious but it's also a wonderful meditation on a relationship that is ultimately doomed so yeah I, I, number three what's your number three uh my number three is miss marvel swish how yeah. come oh because everything because she's the she's the first uh, she's the first uh, brown superhero she's the she's amazing she she's a she's a fan and mm. i i see so much of of myself in that character and that I, I can't like I know that it has problems, and that's the first episode. That's the first series where I'm like, "Fuck the problems," I I just love it. I love it so much. Awesome. That's I'm I'm glad to hear that. It's always um always good when you when you can see yourself, um you know in in people and and you should be able to regardless of you know with these characters regardless of your your race or color or creed or sexual orientation you know some some part of it should speak to you um which is why uh my number two is moon knight um i i had a problem with its execution in some places and 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 the cg cape was annoying like just give him a suit but oscar isaacs is amazing um it's so well performed uh the ethan hawk is really great in it as well um it's some interesting concepts you know the 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 things around life and death, big, big concepts that you don't really talk about. Um, and I know what it's like to be broken. I understand what it's like to be, you know, not, not technically uh, with, with, uh, 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 you know, um, with an Egyptian God. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what's, what's the, there's a specific name for what, what, um, Dissociative identity disorder. Identity disorder. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I don't have that and everything, but I know what it's like to feel like there's more than one person inside and you're being pulled in all directions um, because that, that has everything to do with being human. Um, it has everything to do with addiction. It has everything to do with just not understanding your mind properly. Um, and uh, that couched in uh, some sick sort of supernatural shit like yeah you're knocking on all my doors with that show and yeah it's a bit, go back and listen to our episode on moon Knight, um and uh, and you'll sort of hear how i feel about it in in, in depth but yeah dig it a lot isn't, what's your number two isn't that the episode where we also talk about the doctor strange dick Doctor Doctor Strange's penis in the sky is a giant penis yeah that's absolutely the same episode so check that out enjoy that yeah just Hold on, I really want to go on a tangent now. Okay. So I've been doing, so I've been talking to a lot of people, right? Which I normally don't because it's very taxing for me because I'm not a mm-hmm. people person. But he says with a podcast, but okay. I'm not. It's just with you, man. It's just me and you. That's right. And sometimes a host, a guest host. But yeah, yeah. sorry, you were saying. Um, but every time I tell them about the podcast, the only example I give is that flying penis shit. It's fine. Why is that? Right. Like, do you do that as well, or is it just my my bullshit? 
No, I talk about Hulk's penis a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I ask them the question. Big it's big. one of those universally interesting questions that you can ask people where the, the, the way that they answer tells you a lot about who they are. Like, if you ask someone, if you were a soup, what kind of soup would you be? <laughs> it tells you a lot about who they are, like, when they answer that question, you know what I mean? Or, you know, if you, the, the, whole, the whole superpower thing of what kind of superpower you like, but... Yeah, I, I sort of ask people, do you think that this would be the case? Like, if Hulk wanted to, if he was a huge big Hulk, but he wanted to have intercourse with a normal human being who wasn't a giant, a giant, a giant, a, <laughs> giant. a giant like him, would he have a little small green penis or would he have a normal pink man's penis? Would the balls match? Like, and, and everybody's answer is different. Wait, so what the fuck did my answer tell you? D- nothing. <laughs> Just it's interesting to be like, okay. You sort of see people quizzical about it. They're like, and they really think about it. Especially if they're Marvel fans, because it's not something they've thought about before. I fucking guarantee it. All uh, right, so now we're down to yeah. number one. No, we're down to number two because I haven't said my. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. The best. Yeah. Like, if Spider-Man No Way Home is, like, 15% of why uh, this podcast exists, Hawkeye is, like, 85% of that. Yeah, easily. Yeah, that's that, that definitely um, it brought us together and, and helped us get to, to where we are now. Uh, that's why it's my number one. Um, I loved Hawkeye. I thought it was it, it captured it, the tone that it was aiming for almost better than anything that they've done, um, you know, in TV. For me, anything better than anything they've done. Um, I thought Renner was amazing. The action was so well-paced. It was so surprising. Um, you know, the introduction of Kate Bishop, um, so great. Uh, played so wonderfully by... Um, help a brother out. <laughs> uh, Hayley Steinfeld. Hayley Steinfeld. Um, so great. You know, there's so much emotion, so much humor, so much sweetness. You know, I defy you not to cry the scene where... Um, you know, this, this, this human Avenger who is so ravaged by inhuman wars that he's fought with these, these gods and monsters, um, you know, is, is now deaf, partially deaf and has to have a conversation with his son through Kate by writing because his hearing aids aren't there. And then he hangs up and you, you see the strain that that took on him emotionally. I defy you not to feel anything. It's it's a beautiful series, and I'm gonna start it again tomorrow for Christmas. Yeah, uh, and Kingpin, give me big Kingpin, fucking Hawaiian shirt, fucking yeah, Vincent Denoff, Rio. I know it's not for you. I just call him the Noff. That's what we call each other when we call to a hey man, what's up? And he goes ah and screams down and says stop calling me, and then hangs up. <laughs> That's two concert talking. That's fine. Yeah, at least, at least it's still a conversation. It's very one-sided, but still. Um, and your number one, obviously, is... WandaVision. The WandaVision. Yeah. You love it. I love it. I know how it how it feels to, to lose someone that you love. Mm. And, and, and what it does to you. I hate loving her so much, but, but I do. It's It's... It's amazing in every way. And it, the meta commentary of like every century's little uh, sort of TV kind of shit that they do. 
it's yeah the 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 eras of television that that you see yeah and uh, it's the most um, i think i think we we can unanimously say this for the whole of phase four is that it's it's been different from everything that we've ever seen before yeah you can't you can't um can't accuse it of being uh playing it safe playing in its lane it's definitely swung for the fences and it's missed a lot of the time but you know there's that's also probably due to changing the plans and covid and all sorts of stuff but yeah they definitely um definitely tried more yeah or tried to tried to be to, to, to be not be what it was and that's admirable if nothing else and like I said, when I think when we did the the TV, like I think it was like before Moonlight or after Moonlight when we ranked our like our TV rating for the MCU, and uh, I think that's when I said that it was the mind child of Kevin Feige. I think mm. it's the, it's it's the most artistically driven TV show that they've done. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and Max Shackman went, uh, goes on and does Fantastic Four, and I hope nothing but the best for that film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got good pedigree, good pedigree for it because he he played in that sort of family drama, um, which was a lot of what WandaVision was. So, yeah, bring on more of that stuff. Good luck for Phase Five. We'll be here watching. We we always are. We're suckers. Um, watching, I will just say watching, Werewolf talking. by Night. Yeah, exactly. We'll be talking about him. I will say Werewolf by Night would have been my second. Um, I loved it. It just was, it, like I said, when we talked about it, really hit a sweet spot for me. So well executed. Um, you know, I felt uh, emotionally attached to to it um, uh, for whatever reason. It just all worked. And yeah. I haven't seen the Christmas special. Which now, thinking about it, I think you'll hate. I think you'll hate the Christmas Why? special. I don't hate anything. I don't. That word does not enter. Well, well, I, I, you know you what I? You know what I hate? It. I hate cancer and I hate Nazis and uh, you know. <laughs> I do. I hate racists and I hate uh, misogyny and uh, I hate uh, 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 you know uh, getting hit in the head with chairs. Like the, uh, there's some things that I do hate, but when it comes to this stuff, I don't hate anything. There's things that I like more than I other things, and there's things that I dislike. But hate is too strong of a word, you know. Absolutely. That's a that's a very red paint, my son. You know, that's yeah. that's it's too much, too much, too much. You you said Nazis, and I was listening to a podcast the other day, and like it's like four people, and one of the one of the perps. What? One of the perps, <laughs> and one of, the, one of pe- the people. One of the people said, "There has to be, there has to be a list of unanimously hated things, and I think Nazi should be one of them." I think they're on the top. <laughs> I think they're at the top of that list um, for anybody who's saying. Well, I mean, just Nazis slash racists, any any form or function. You know what I'm saying? Like all throughout time, all that shit sucks. Um, but enough about Nazis. <laughs> I don't know how we got to them again. Um, that's our rankings. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do we have any questions this week? Is all we do have questions. We have interesting questions and questions that will piss me off. But uh, here we go. Here we are for question time. Uh, how many questions do we have today? 
he counted in his head, which is why there was a little gap of time there, everybody. Six questions. These questions, six. Let's begin. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Uh, before you start the question, um, friend of the show, Leanne says, Neymar's abs. Enough said. Yep. Yes. She's right. Leanne is right. Neymar's abs. And he's back business. There's a whole bunch of back muscle going on there. I don't even... It was like when I first saw Fight Club and I was saw Brad Pitt has that bit, the pelvis bit that points down like an arrow. I'm like, what is that part of a body? I've never seen that shit before. <laughs> I didn't know you could do them. Them, them, them pubabs, whatever's up. Before seeing the movie, uh, did you all think that they would recast each other? Because they can, because they can do so much. That's part one. Part two is they can do so much with with this character and Shuri couldn't shouldn't couldn't be Black Panther after the whole tri- could be the Black Panther after his trilogy ended. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. So did I think that they were going to recast Chadwick Boseman and and just be like the same way that they did with Rhodey? Because originally Rhodey was played by a different actor. Yeah. Um. And and would they give him his trilogy and then give it to Shiri. No, I, I I was pretty confident when... I mean, I remember thinking that the day Chadwick passed away, um, you know, because you can't, you can't help but do that. Most iconic role just because of the size of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it would have been... I don't know. It would have been callous in a way. To, to There's a lot of potential for that character, but it doesn't... I don't think the MCU is lacking because of it, so yeah. no. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think so. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Like, I was going on a shoot and I was traveling on the train when I saw the news. I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. I, I came, I waited for my actors. And as soon as they came, like, they're my friends. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm not getting That's what you do. That's actors. how you do it, man. Yeah, I fucking, I remember. And then we talked about it. And then, like, we all shed a tear because it was, it was so emotional. Especially Ooh. after Endgame and uh, just seeing how much that character helped um, the Avengers where mm. Wakanda was the fighting ground for uh, Thanos' army. Infinity War, yeah. And how he's the one, you know, he's the one who pulls all the armies in at the end. Like the portal opens and Bombay, like it's, it's you know, <sighs> affecting. And yeah, he was he was a really talented actor. Um, you know, I've seen, seen all of his so, the picture he did um, where he played James Brown. Fucking outstanding. Yeah. We talked about it like no we but like me and my friends that day but um yeah i was i was kind of in the in the thing that i'm not gonna watch it like the second one if it ever comes out and whatever they do i'm not gonna watch it but that's why i held off watching the trailer even for Mm. this one because i i knew i wasn't emotionally ready and i think that's that's the emotion that ran kugler wanted me to feel he wanted me to feel all Mm. the emotion in the film and i think i was happy with that uh, that's it's funny because you, uh, you say the trailer. That's what turned me. I, I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh shit, this is something different. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, the, even though they didn't really talk about, they didn't uh, address what was going to happen with the, the absence of Chadwick. But I was just like, all right, I'm I'm listening. All right, you've got my attention. You know that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So to answer that question, we did. Next question. (laughs) 
Right. Okay, so this is a two-part. This is the one that I have very strong feelings about, but I'm not going to use strong words. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, so the question is, what do you think about the post-credit scene and what they, what they should do with T'Challa? Second part of the question is, I know they respect him. Uh, I know they respect him and the character as well. If that's the, if that's the, okay, so he's just, so they're justifying uh, having the kid named T'Challa. Sure. And uh, he says, I know that it's out of respect and everything, but, Mm -hmm. but if that's, but if that's the case, then they should recast uh, General Ross as well with Harrison Ford. What? No, that doesn't make sense. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but, um... Okay. I think if so, if the question is, you know, okay, let's go with part one of that question. Do, do how did I feel about the post credit scene? Listen to the the forty minutes ago podcast part because we talked about it. Yeah, it's 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 um a little bit pointless. And the second part of the question, if I'm understanding, is sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, um, I was going to say that uh, the second part of the question probably might be towards people who really do not like the the post credit scene where or. It's, it's setting the case of the people wanting uh, to recast T'Challa and have his story told. And uh, and it's comparing comparing with the actor of General Ross dying and Harrison oh, Ford coming. Oh, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. The, 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 the character has more story to be told. Yeah. Um, and that it's not disrespectful. Is that kind of what they're saying? Or they're asking if it's disrespectful. See, this, this is what happens because Instagram needs to expand their writing space because then there are like four different cubes of the one question that I can't really figure out. Okay. Because it sounds to me like they're just making a statement. They're just saying, hey, if they can do it for, for Gemma Ross, then why can't they do it for yeah. T'Challa? Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's the exactly stakes are a bit higher. Yeah, the stakes true. are a bit higher for, t- for the character of T'Challa, honestly. And also, I, I, I really appreciate him. I loved his career, but William Hurt was an older man. Like he wasn't, he was, he went young, but he wasn't like a young dude. T'Challa was, T'Challa, sorry. Chadwick Boseman was like 42 or something. It's just, it's a very different set of circumstances. So no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And to add to your point, um, I'd say that General Ross is not someone who represents anyone or hasn't had the same the old of- mustache white dudes. <laughs> Or red dudes, like whichever one you want. And he, Sorry, I uh, cut you off. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that character has not have, uh, hasn't have a, an an impact on a community that that was that wasn't represented in mm. a way. And mm. uh, so much of that was in the first Black Panther, and so much of that is is T'Challa. So I that that was why I wasn't I wasn't gonna watch it. Like originally, when because we knew that the second one was going to come anyway, but it's 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 interesting to say the least that that you'd uh, compare those two, but I don't think that in the case of Chadwick Boseman, it's it's a comparison. Like it's it's about the legacy of the character and that person. Like there's no legacy for Ross because he's not Red Hulk yet. Yeah, very true. It's, it hasn't been given enough story for people to to care about, if nothing else. Yeah. That's an invalid comparison. That's 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 the point that I was going to make. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, 
What's question number three? Yeah, Jesus. Hopefully, it's not that. four parts. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> well, we appreciate you you writing in and, and being a part of the conversation. Yeah, it's just my uh, my my English is fucked up. So like, and the way that's I was not true. Like, Shut up. My English is more fucked up, man. Um. Yeah. Thoughts on gun handling DC? We talked about it. We talked about it before, but yeah, yeah. all for it. Absolutely. A bit of fucking um, stewardship's a great idea. They need a they need a captain, and um, he's he's a good one to do it. He's got great sensibility. He's got a great great way of dealing with. I mean, look at the Peacemaker series. He's got a great way of dealing with absolute lunacy, and 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 just comedy brilliance. Like he is, he is what Marvel kind of wants to still be with their you know with Thor and stuff. That he wants to have that level of wit and the emotional stuff because um, Peacemaker is a very emotional series if you, if you watch it and you know especially the father-son relationship stuff and look at any of the Guardians movies as well He's, he is absolutely 100% um, the perfect person for this job yep absolutely agree last question and is... what a babe yes yes he is total babe um what next Marvel special presentation would you like to see? Ooh, you tickle me with your questions, my fans. Oh, man, there's so many fucking options. I mean, apart from a man thing, one. Apart from a direct sequel to Werewolf by Night with <laughs> man thing. Apart from that. Apart from that. Oh, man. Okay, I got it. I got it already. I know what it is fucking captain oh wait hang on wait a minute union jack right union jack is a british superhero in like a mask with a union jack on he's got a blue mask like a spider-man mask but it's just all blue with a union jack on he's got pistols and he fights vampires have it just be him in in london cleaning out a vampire nest for the entire episode yeah henry cavill is my first choice british voice and henry cavill Sure. <laughs> no, he needs to be smaller and squirrelier and, and, and sort of a little bit more of a brawler. Like, oh. Henry Cavill looks like a fucking Greek oh. god. Oh, Daniel Craig! Daniel Craig! Nah, nah. I reckon it would be uh, be really good. John Boyega would be great. Um, I mean, the, the character's not traditionally African-American, but oh, and neither is John Boyega. He's... he's um, he, he's British. Uh, 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 He's British, so he's probably of Caribbean descent, or I'm not sure, but he's a person of color who lives in Britain. Um, I and, have, and have it be Ray, Jack. Have it be Ray Fiennes. Sorry to cut you off. Ray Fiennes, he, that might work, even though he's a bit old. He can still whoop ass because I've seen that the the King's Man. Um, that's pretty good, but uh, but yeah, definitely a more like closer to Ray Fiennes' character in in Bruges, though, in terms of his accent, like a bit more sort of. Uh, I think it's like a South London-y kind of thing. In my head, it is anyway. And he just gets out there and shoots vampires and like whoops people's ass and stuff. It was it was a random trade paperback that I read at the beginning of 2020. And I was just like, this character is awesome. I love vampires in the MCU. So yeah, Union Jack, please. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Uh, his name is called... Another one like there's a fucking song. Another one. <laughs> it's Khalid. It's DJ Khalid's dropping another one. Um, another actor that could play Union Jack is Richard Armitage, who was Thor and Oakenshield in the Hobbit films. Uh, he'd be fucking amazing. He's also yeah. voice of 
Trevor Belmont in the Castlevania series that you need to right watch. On. But yeah, we're back on <laughs> Castlevania. We're back on that Castlevania shit, everyone. Um, Whatever, yeah. watch Casablanca and then we'll talk. <laughs> I've seen that. Have you? Okay, well then you're awesome. <laughs> I have not. Who's your, who's your special? What was that? I've not. I haven't seen I it. W- wasn't a, you haven't seen Casablanca? You son of a monkey's uncle. I tell you about it. Casablanca. <laughs> Brilliant film. Um, what's uh, so? What, what's your one? What's your pick for a special? Cinema Surfer. It's just right there. Ooh, swish. Fuck like, yeah, man. Like have, have th- like have that and like that special is like Silver Surfer like trying to like it starts with him under the influence of Galactus and then it ends with him saying fuck you, I'm not this person. I'm going to I'm going to go off and warn people about your fucking fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Going around here eating all these planets. Yeah, it's like so bad for you. Like, have it be a really emotional and a really, uh, like, mental health adjacent arc for him. I, I, I'm totally on board for that. And you can do the origin. It was done in animated form, you know, some years ago. It would have been late 90s, I guess. Um, and uh, tell the tell the origin story. Norin Rad is a, is, is a person on this um, on this particular planet that Galactus comes to and he sacrifices himself and, and, you know, goes away from the love of his life, become this guy's herald to go and find other planets for him to devour so he doesn't devour his home world. You know, and the, the, the guilt that would come with that, the dichotomy of being a good man because you want to protect the people you love and, and, and where you come from, but at the expense of so many other lives and so many other worlds. Yeah. Uh, Mom, are you listening, Disney? Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll put those both on the cards. Um, we're not going to cast an actual silver person. Oh, racism! <laughs> I don't know. Who, who would play um, Who would play Silver Surfer? Because he was played really well by uh, the dual role, uh, the dual actors of... Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Doug Jones played him physically on screen in um, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and he was voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. So you get the physique, the wonderful Silver Surfer physique, which looked perfect in that film. Honestly, like that was the best part of that movie. And then you get Lawrence Fishburne's beautiful deep tones. Like, do you find a middle ground or? Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that will work in in like today's world but hey it's a like it's a special presentation that would that would very well be the the case for that or to, mm. to make a case for having like that dual role but i'd like you and mcgregor would be a really good silver surfer man oh just stop making everything <laughs> awesome will you fucking hell with the british accent no less silver surfer man yeah, I'm just, no, you sold me because I was gonna say, um, uh, um, uh, what's the the guy who's just been cast as Wonder Man, Yaya Martin? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his Yaya his Abdul name, Martin the Second. Yeah, Yaya that. Abdul Martin the Second. Yeah, he he'd be good. Like, and I'm also thinking because he played um, Doctor Manhattan, but he'd oh, be really he did because he's yeah, he played Doctor Manhattan in the in the TV series Watchmen. Oh, okay, I've not seen yeah. that. Um, wonderful actor and 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 you know really has some gravitas and he's he's built too like he's really ripped and would look good sort of all covered in silver honestly um but yeah now you and mcgregor some some real gravitas there yeah there you go have 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 those suggestions is there any more questions 
No, there are not any more questions. That's it, folks. We're done for the day. Another episode in, another episode done. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be here, as always, talking the Black Panthers and all other things as well. Um, Please do like and subscribe and rate and review wherever you can. It really does help the profile of the show, whether you're on Spotify or Amazon Music or YouTube. And uh, come back next week and, and enjoy some more goofiness where we talk about... What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, we have special episodes coming that we're going to... We might talk about. Ooh, do you um, hear that? We're going to do a special episode on Union Jack. And, he, yeah. and he gets into a punch-on with Silver Surfer. This is not the end, though, because there's another thing in the itinerary that I sent you. Ooh, what's uh, what's the itinerary that we sent? Oh, yeah, that's right. There was a, There's a special something that I don't know about that you do. Yeah. Well, uh, everything I said still stands. Of course, of course it does. <laughs> it's not going to edit that out, but there's something else that I don't know that's going to happen. What are we doing? Yeah, uh, it's a secret game. Uh, you ready to play the game? Yes. Right. So, here's the thing. We, we've seen a lot of shows. Right? We have. So, the question is, what show has the best first season? The rule is your answer cannot be a miniseries. Okay. Okay. And your answer has has to be that um, it's the it's the best season of the whole show. Like if you have that ah, season, if you have okay. that season and no other season, it's still perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. So, and we're not talking about the, just the Marvel shows. We're talking about oh, no. all TV shows. Yeah. Well, the Marvel shows okay. have only had first seasons, so none of them count. Right. Okay. Oh, the MCU can ones I... don't count. Okay. Cool. Can I do like? Do I have to do a top one, or can I do like a top three or something? I don't know. Like, let's go top five or something. Okay. Let's do three because we are running a little bit long. <laughs> True. Um. Okay. So. And Ark, uh, and Arcane doesn't count either because it's only had one episode. Oh, uh, uh, well, why season. don't I just go and fuck myself? Then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sec- <laughs> the second rule is that the the show like has to have multiple seasons. So okay, even right, even cool. even though season two is announced for Arcane, it's still four seasons, so it doesn't count. Sure. All right. Well, in that case, um, my number three is Deadwood. Uh, the first scene of Dead first season of Deadwood is practically flawless. Um, and it doesn't doesn't require the other seasons. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't end with a cliffhanger or anything. But it, you know, you don't require those seasons for for it to for long lasting enjoyment. Um, number two, do you want to go? You do, do number three. I can. Or do you want do you want to go you number three and then I'll go number three? I'll go number three. What do you got? Because I'm I'm on the roll here. Um, Penny Dreadful. Um, because it's it, it does it perfectly does exactly what it's supposed to be doing, which is reinvent these monster you know these universal monster uh, characters and and brings them into um like it's set period obviously but it's got you know all the trappings of a gothic horror but it's also really well written and it's super emotionally driven and um yeah it it it, it absolutely executes on every everything it's trying to do and my number one is uh boardwalk empire it's probably my favorite series um i think uh, maybe not my favorite but i think probably the most well done uh season by season it got consistently better but the first season is 
very well rounded. It does it it does begin and 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 end beautifully. Um, and again, it's one of those shows that's just like this is what it is. This is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to do it. And it is like just episode by episode, amazing. So yeah, they're my three. That's awesome. I've heard none of them. Deadwood's a western. Penny Dreadful's uh, you know a gothic horror, and Boardwalk Empire is a, is based on a true story about um a uh, 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 prohibition era Atlantic City. Steve Buscemi's the lead in it, and um Charlie Cox is in it. He's uh, you know um, I'd become if he's in the first season or not, but he he's in it as an Irish hitman, and Michael Shannon's in it as a as a police officer, and he's fucking amazing. That's what got him the job on on Man of Steel. Um, yeah, just just uh, incredible, incredible television. So it's it's the Amsterdam of the TV universe, but it's actually good. No, it's because it's not funny. Oh no, it is funny in places, but it's not cute at all. It's very dark, and you know, it's about organized crime, um, but just in a time before they had you know the way to communicate that they do now and rum running and all that shit. And it's just it's beautifully done. It's created by Terence Winter, and yeah, it's 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 hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Gotcha. Um, this is gonna be fucked up for me because most of my most of the shows that I watched are very very recent, modern. So doesn't matter. You're very very recent. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nineteen years on this planet. My God. Uh, but yeah, I'd, my number three will always and my first choice whenever this question will come is always gonna be Castlevania. Sure. Season one. It's four right, episodes. I'm gonna get into it. I promise. I'm going to start tonight. Ah, yes. All right. I will. I'll go That's after it. we finish That's recording. I, I'll I make dinner and I will go and start. I promise you. I don't have a list. That's it. That's all I wanted. Bye. <laughs> that was it. You cheeky motherfucker. You <laughs> fucking sandbagged me into watching Castlevania. God damn it. No, I literally just finished uh, uh, Jack um, Ryan like two days ago. I was thinking I need something new. So there we go. The door's open. I'm going to do it. And then we'll do an episode on it. Yeah. What's your number two? Um... Because I really want to put normal people, but it's only one one season. I can't. Can't do it. You made the rules, buddy. Well, it's it's a game I stole from another podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> TM at the end of it. Oh shit. Um, I would say um, I'd say season one of Dark. Okay. Yeah, because it's that's funny. It, I nearly started that the other night actually, and then I was like, no, it's midnight and you're old, so go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah. A bit of advice: don't don't do that in the middle of the night, because it's one no? of those. Yeah, it's like the beauty of dark is understanding it, and you can't do that when you're like at, at twelve a.m. and you're like, I just want to relax. You can't do that. It was yeah, I was half asleep. It was it was yeah. just you know, I didn't want to go to bed. I was having a good time. And what's so? What's number one then? Um, because you just those those two are the ones that I would have picked as being number one. Right. Mm. Um, shit, I'm blanking. I haven't um, seen that one. How did you come up with the idea to do this game and not do the list beforehand? Like, I shot him out like you wouldn't believe. I wasn't even prepared. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it cheating if I say the first season of the X-Men? The, the, no. the animated TV show? Why is that cheating? There was like four seasons of that show. Five. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll shut up. Yeah. The first season's baller too. That that whole that whole like arc because like, it's a, one huge arc where Morph comes back at the end of it and shit. Like, yeah, man, sold. Yeah, I'm gonna watch some of that tonight too. That's funny. <laughs> I watched I watched the last episode of the show, like like I think like two weeks ago, like a week ago, 
and uh, two weeks since this comes up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's that episode where Charles Xavier dies and Magneto comes back and he's like, and like I love that that like the X Men go to him and he's rounding up troops because because he was gone and like hiding and everything and then he comes back he's like they fucking hurt my friend I'm I'm not sitting down now. It, mm. It's that brotherly love that like that comes back and it's just I love the X Men. It's just it, yeah. Well, we're gonna have to do our X Men episode. We, we talked about that. It's gonna it's gonna run you know over December for for a lot of it. Little little inside dope for you everyone. But um or perhaps early next year. But anyway, more to the point. That series is is very emotionally driven because it does it's long arcs. You have a lot of different relationships developing over time, especially between you know um, uh, Wolverine and, and and Scott and Jean when um, Jean becomes the Phoenix, and also the, yeah the Magneto um, uh, Xavier relationship I don't think has been done better like uh, even in the movies it, it wasn't this deep that scene where Magneto talks about I would rather um uh, uh, die on my feet than live on my knees like what a what a what a strong statement to make as a as a villain and have it resonate with with people who aren't on your side um yeah it's it's a fucking great great cartoon series I love it yeah and that's why he's one of the best villains Marvel like in the Marvel toolbox. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's you know top top two at least. But um, but yeah, there you go. What are your favourite uh, uh, seasons of television? Some best best first seasons. Um, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you dig um, or what you don't dig. That's cool too. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Maybe with X Men. I don't know. Maybe we'll just surprise you. We'll like I said, do one on quilting and really fuck up the whole curve. But um, off we go again. I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Um. Do I do, I do the outro? No. Yeah, we can do the outro because that's <laughs> normally how we end this podcast that we've done 23 times now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. That's right, I'm going to lead you in. And remember... Stay amazing, stay safe, and love yourself. Love yourself.